Hello and welcome to our viewers on cruxinvestor.com and also to our listeners on Cruxcast, our new podcast series. We're here today with Dev Randawa, the CEO of Fission Uranium. How are you, Dev? Very good, thank good you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Fantastic. So we're here at the one-to-one -one conference. Yes. How are you finding that? Very good. Uh, given the logistic uh, nightmare London can be, yeah. you know, I think we counted out today we'll have 16 meetings all in. Beautiful. Normally it'd be like five that'd or take, six. That'd take three, three, three or four days, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so why don't you uh, kick off, give us a two, three minute summary of the business. Well, sure, we're in the uranium exploration business, right? Mm. And we look for where people don't look. We use a contrarian approach. We're the small guy. We're David trying to beat Goliath. And the only way you can do that is to be you know, ingenious uh, in terms of how you use your capital and your people. We're in a business of finding uranium in places other people haven't looked, and we use different technologies, and we've been lucky so far. We've been lucky actually three times. You know, we've been able to build three large companies. Um, we have good people. Um, but really, you know, the reason there's a, a reason for us to live is that we need energy, electrical energy, um, with the electrical cars, with cryptocurrencies, uh, they use as much energy as the country of Macedonia, fifth country in the world. So they need energy. And now, the, uh, hopefully, we'll see SMR, small modular reactors, being that will displace diesel. So, you know, countries like China may not care that there's polar bears in Canada, but they do want clean cities. And they know nuclear power is the only um, renewable energy that has base load, meaning there are, you can use wind and, and, and sun, however, you can't count on it. And if you need a whole bunch of it at once, it's just not possible the way right. it is right now. So we are in the business exploration business. We've been thankful that we've been um, quite successful three times uh, so far. Fantastic, thanks for that. We'll come on to the renewable component and the positioning right. of uranium yeah. in the marketplace, or nuclear in the marketplace. Yeah. So g give us some basic financials about the business? Sure, we were based in Saskatchewan, uh, Canada, which is the middle of the country where nobody lives because <laughs> it's cold. Um, our project is about um, 140 million pounds between referred and indicated. We made the discovery a number of years ago. It's won every award. If it was a movie, it would have won every award at the Oscars, you know, for project, the people, mm. you name it, because it's a freak. We've the world has seen lots of deposits at surface uh, that are big, but they've never seen something this big at surface, high grade. Mm -hmm. That's the key, high grade. One thing all companies will tell you is that grade is king. And if you've got great grade, you can make a few mistakes. So this project has got a high grade, mm -hmm. close to surface and large, and I argue a great jurisdiction of Saskatchewan, Canada. So we're lucky to have all the talk, you know, if you gotta, if you gotta tick all the boxes, we do that. Right, okay, yeah, and I think you sit to the top quartile with, compared to your peers, we've oh, done absolutely. analysis yeah. of uranium companies. Yeah, and we've done a pre-feasibility, and you know, the last one just came out, our production could be as low as 670 or 720, depending on open right. pit or deep pit. So that is unheard of. But you're also getting the Canadian premium here, because if you look at some of your African peers, Right. And I use the phrase loosely. Yeah. He, you know, very similar numbers to you, but right. because they're sitting in Niger, 
Sure, political Angola, risk, yeah. et cetera, you know. Yeah, the problems I see in Africa is grade mm -hmm. and political risk. Canada doesn't have political risk, um, but we've got the grades. The grades in Canada run in percentages. Mm. They, they talk about 0 .01, 0 .02, or 0 .1 at best. Their grades are low. Yep. Now, if your rating goes to $100 or $200, okay, we're okay. Right. But as long as, as it stays we're even under 50, 70, we need high grade. So they're, they're, they're a different type of mining proposition. They're, they're, they're bulk, low grade, you're high grade, yeah, and you'd argue you've got bulk. Yeah, we, you know, we've got size, right. we are close to surface, right. uh, which is a huge uh, advantage. If right. you look at the history of the basin, every project that was shallow got mined out. I can name you a bunch of projects in the basin that were found, but they're deep. Yeah, and nobody can mine them. Because right. the deeper you go, the higher the technical risk. Sure, and cost. Yeah. So, um, but all of this is a moot point given the market at the moment. Right. Uranium prices are mid-20s, right? Uh, 24 and a half, I think. Right, yeah. okay. Um, what do they need to be for you to be able to get in production? What's well, it? I think all us, if we are cash cost, we seven bucks, you know, that CapEx, everything 17. Mm. You could make money, but really, in, when our project will be uh, permitted, I think the prices are a lot closer to 50 than they are 30, in my view. Yeah. We're um, talking 2025. Right, okay, so you're, um, what stage are you at in terms of? We just finished our free feasibility right, on okay. our bankable feasibility. Right, okay, and um, what's the next stage for you? What, what, what well, we've done the bankable feasibility for open pit. Yep. We're going to do a, a, another pre-feasibility for underground, and end of next year we'll have a full uh, feasibility report. Right, okay, and you've, what's your cash position at the moment? We have about 20 million, we will be raising money. But as you know, there's a bit of uncertainty in the spot market Absolutely. because of uh, a thing called a petition 232. Sure. Um, it has put risk, um, everybody's got their hands in the pocket suddenly the last four or five months. Um, the U.S. administration has another 60 days to make a decision on the petition. Petition basically is that two couple of companies in the U.S. felt that the utility should be buying 25% of the uranium from U.S. companies because most of the uranium is being bought from Kazakhs, Kazakhs are a friend of Russia, you know, the fear factor kicks in. Right. Now, we think Canada's gonna be exempted from this because we're not, the whole purpose they said was, because Russia doesn't like us, yeah. okay? They didn't actually name it, they said, who else was there? They're afraid that if Russia doesn't like America, we'll tell Kazakhs, don't sell the uranium, and then the lights all go out. Remember, 20% right. yeah. of all the power in the United States comes from nuclear. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So if we're talking about um, energy fuels and your energy there, That's right. do you think that was a, tactical move from them for the U.S. businesses, as a U.S. uranium businesses as a whole, or for, or for them as individual companies? Well, I think that for, the, for all, anybody in the, in the States, but you know, in my view, um, I get why they did it. I don't think it was a wise move. Right. I think it killed the momentum of the spot price. The spot price was moving up wonderfully from 18 to 30, and I think it would have gone higher. Right. And the uncertainty, because uncertainty cannot be uh, monetized in any shape or form, you don't know what it really means. Um, when you can't do that, people assume the worst, so everybody, all the utilities are backed up. Yeah, so the, just explain to everyone, so the utility companies are waiting to see what the judgment is on the section right. 232. Right, how much do they have to buy from the U.S. and Canada? Right. We don't, worst case is, uh, Trump administration says, we're, uh, the 12 and a half to 50 million pounds must be bought from U.S. producers. That's the worst case. Right. So the best case is you have to own 12 and a half, but you can buy it from Canada. Right. So we don't know what that number looks like. But the part that nobody gets is right now America produces 700,000 pounds 
Less than a million. And they, million, and they use yeah. 50. Right. right. It's, it's kind of a, so how are they going to get to 12 and a half? So, well, I mean, th th there's a big question. Well, how are they going to get there quickly? That's, that's right. a question. What the detail of the Section 232 right. announcement will be is, an, is another exactly. Very unknown. Good. Yeah. So the utility companies have a lot of, still will have a lot of uncertainty. Absolutely. And that's going to take time. So at what right. point do you think that certainty or clarity actually arrives? Well, I think it will actually be pretty, it, once they lay down the ruling, okay? Yeah. The ruling will be whatever it is. That's one thing, but sure enough, you're right. I don't know how. I'm interested in seeing how they're gonna have, what are they gonna do, give a tariff and saying, okay, any non-Canadian, non, there's a tariff of 200%. Maybe they do that for certain percentages. You know, um, like I said, I, who knows what it looks like. All I care is get the rules out. You know, it's like, uh, when financial statements come out in a company and they say, we're not sure about it, the auditor says, stock goes down so far. Right. As soon as they put out the result, stock goes back up. So right now, I've spoken to people who are involved in the buying and selling of uranium, and they're saying there's not a doubt in their mind, once this is cleared up, it's going, it's going past 30 to 40. That's the near point. This uh, year? Absolutely. So Cameco recently couldn't fulfill a one million yeah, right. pound contract. They couldn't get it done. 300,000 I heard. Yeah, or something could, like that. Yeah, that's right? all they could get. So what happened? Well, because I think at that price, the volumes aren't there. The only people that can really sell there, who can make money at those prices? Not many. Kazakhs can, but you gotta remember they're contracted out. They have to behave like big boys now. In the past, they were private and they're... Well, they're only, they've country. listed 10% of their business here right. in London, right? Right. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah, it has a problem. They have to, now they're a public company and they have to have discipline, you know? So that's why Cameco shut down MacArthur because they said, we can't make money here. We can't keep stockpiling. So I think has a problem. Both of them are, you know, what do you need in a bad, low, in a bad market? Supply to drop and demand to go up eat up the overhang, and then it goes up. Till that happens, nothing can go up. Right, so just to finish off in 232, because yeah. I know you probably talked about it more than you want to this Always. year, <laughs> is do you think the Americans shot themselves in the foot by actually going for it? Because it's definitely paralyzed the market. Absolutely, I, well, in my in view, I think they killed their own momentum. Right. I called the two guys out. I think it's, it's called, I think it's corporate begging. So was it a security issue or not for you? No, that's absolutely bullshit. Right. You know, and if Jeff was here, Mira, it's bullshit, guys. Look, you can't produce 11, you can't even produce 12 and a half. I think they'd reach for 12 and a half thinking they might get six, right? right. That's what I think. Because if you talk to Dave Talbot, who's an analyst, he thinks the most they can produce, right? Because look, this is not like the deal that was cut on Friday between Canada and America on aluminum and mm. steel. Right away, the plant's ready to go. We're talking about, you have to put in injection wells. You have to get permits from states. That's not that easy. Yep. So even if uh, Trump comes back, okay, well, you have to buy so much from America and so much from Canada. How do you make that work? Yeah, and what's the price? Right. Because I've heard Chemical say in public that they have the best assets in the United States and they're no good till 70. Right. Which, which so is, what which are you is... gonna do? Force your utilities uh, to buy it at 70? Or, the, or the government's gonna make up the difference? Come on. But, well, if you look at what's going on in Argentina, they're, they're, they're overpaying. They're, they're paying right. more than spot. So yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, but yeah. who knows? Who you knows, know, At the end of the day, I, for me, uh, we need the uncertainty out of the way so that the spot price can behave naturally. Right. You know, we have a natural, 
This was not natural right now. You know, when Yellow Cake went out to get money last year, lots of money flooded in. This year, they got the money, but it was tough, I heard, because everybody's going like, I have, I have got to find out what 232 looks like. Yeah. But, but, he, but there are a lot more uranium funds in the marketplace now than there were Absolutely. two years ago, right? Well, we, so what are people seeing? Well, because the generous funds are seeing the same thing they saw in 2003 and four, when uranium went from seven to 140. They're seeing supply dropping, demand going crazy. I mean, just look at some of the announcements lately. France, who had declared, oh, we're going to cut back uranium for nuclear power, oh, we're pushing it out a little bit. That's the next. 10 years. That's the next uh, parliament's problem. Yeah. yeah. yeah to kick yeah. it, down the, uh, kick it yeah. down the road. Yeah. They make all the pro The sad part is the average guy doesn't want to do homework. They listen to middle media bites. Oh, they want to cut back nuclear. That sounds fantastic. Then they get into power and go, okay, if we cut back nuclear, how do we keep our lights on? Right. Oh, shoot, we don't know how right. to do that. Okay, let's right. kick it. Same in Germany. They're worried about blackouts now. I mean, um, unfortunately, it's part of the, the, the myth of using you know, words. Words seem to matter too much right. today. Actions don't. And so people just look for these little sound bites and, oh, that makes me feel good. I'm going to vote for them. And, and politicians know that, right? They know what works. They know bullshit works. So they sell lies to people. Oh, yeah, we don't need, we're, we're just going to have more sun and more wind and our cars. I actually think there are some people who think you can take the plug for your electric car, put it in the air, and we'll get, we'll get some, I do believe that, okay? Right. If you see some of the, right. people, people are just naive, but you know what, investors who really make money are the ones who do their homework, and who really, you know, I believe there's a massive opportunity for the next 60 days here. Um, I believe uranium prices will stay soft, but as we get closer and get some clarity, they will move. So you, I heard earlier on, said 35, 45 bucks at the end of this year. When does it get up to the, the 50 number? You know, once it gets on that roll, I think 50 is a because I've heard um, Chemical will never say when they're turning MacArthur back on, mm. but I've heard from other people say they can't turn it on till 50. Got it. Okay. And just one more generic sure. point. We need yeah. to get back to your business. Yeah. That's the important thing yeah. here, right? Is um, with regards to the way that nuclear and therefore uranium right. has positioned itself as a zero carbon renewable right. business. Yeah. And right. it's done that in the last few years. And you've got supporters. Um, yeah. You well, know, even from, the guys who started Greenpeace. You started, you started yeah, Greenpeace. We've heard that you know, a few times. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's funny. It, it's, it's, look, every energy business has an issue. Yeah. Oil, gas, coal, they're obvious, yeah. right? Um, renewables, got a problem. I mean, despite almost a trillion dollars I've heard gone into renewables, it's gone from one to one and a half percent. That's all that's gone up as part of the mix. Right, you so know. Like nuclear is the most efficient way of getting By the base load Absolutely. secure. Right. And, and, and there, 20% of America, on average, is about what around the world? Nuclear? Yeah, it depends on country to country. You got, you got France with 80%. But right. I'm, I'm but guessing, well, I'm guessing if you only got 500 reactors, I don't know how it would work out. Uh, yeah, I've heard something 11, 11 and 15. Yeah. I, 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 okay, okay. I, I think in, it depends on, I guess it depends on how you measure the number of people or countries. Right, so let's go back to you. So you're here at the one-to-one, -one, right. great conference, great organizers, yeah. and lots of investors here. Why are you doing it? Your TSX coming, why are you here? Uh, we have shareholders here. JP Morgan owns 10% of our company, other people do. Um, what I like about British investors is they're agnostic. They have unique ability in this country to look at a business and say, that's risky, discounted here. That's not risky, we discounted here. And so 
Whereas you never see people in, in, in Canada talking about, um, you know, um, Africa. It's amazing how much risk people can tolerate here. They know how to discount it. Yeah. And also, I do think, um, when you look at the last uranium market, mm. the first movers were London. If you go yeah. back, yeah. <laughs> the very first show I ever did for Strathmore with Jamie Strauss um, right. and was here yeah. uh, doing a show. You know, it took another six months back in Toronto before people turned on, oh, I better buy some uranium stocks. Right, right. right. Then they took over and it went crazy. So you're are you talking about institutional or are you talking about re institutional. retail? Institutional. guys. You've got JP Morgan here. Okay. And, you know, how much of your register is institutional versus retail? Well, if you think, that, if you think, if you think of the Chinese government institutional, I'd say about, you know, 40, 50 percent. Right, okay, so, impressive. so yeah. only, only one or two phone calls to make that. That's, that's not that's, too bad. That's easy. The big ones, we have dinner with a big shareholder on this Friday night. Fantastic, fantastic. I won't call you Saturday morning then. No so, <laughs> so, but, but tell me, um, in, in terms of driving liquidity and right. additional volume, that's important to a junior yeah. miner, okay? So you, right. you're a big company, but you're still talking about junior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your message to those those audiences and you know we'll say you know where's the upside for you sure. people wanting to come in sure well first of all like i i think general investment principles come into play mm. you know and i think there's people smarter than me that will say different ways of saying it but i like the way rick rule says it, it goes look you're a contrarian in life or you're a victim i mean you got to think against what everybody's doing mm. secondly you rather bet on something when it'll happen versus if you don't know if you know you know there's going to be, some, we know uranium has to move up, and it has to because as long as the world cost of uranium is $50, uh, $60, and you've got not enough uh, production, you've got a, the price of uranium has to go up. So that's common sense stuff. I mean, Warren Buffett says, when there's fear in the streets, be greedy, and be greedy when people are fearful. Like, the same idea. And so, but the math has to make sense. Hmm. The math has to make sense. Right now, you need 195 million pounds of uranium a year. You're only producing 135. Hmm. That, yeah. That's the math. Yeah, I think we, we spoke um, this week, sorry, last week to Mike Alkin, Sachin Cove. Right. Great um, guy. No, great guy, very knowledgeable. He really- he's much smarter than me. <laughs> he's much smarter than most people, right? Oh yeah, he's so a brilliant guy. We like I him. mean, I know, how to hire, I know how to hire smart people and help build teams. Um, and go get the money. And you know, my, my job is to listen to the money people and have them respect the technical, have the technical people respect the money people. Because if you raise the money, you make milestones, you can raise more money. And that money get, gives you, and it's a bicycle. Right. Right. And so my guy like Mike Elkin, they study it all day long. Yep. No, no. And we're lucky to have him as a shareholder. You've got a Michelle Apple. Fan, yeah. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. I think that's an endorsement in itself. Um, okay, let, let's finish off because we're running out of time here. Is right. um, tell me what, what's your message to new shareholders coming through? Why should they buy right. your shares right, right now? Well, first of all, I think uh, uranium is a great place to be, and mm -hmm. the the tides always lift every boat up. But I think you want to bet on a team that's done it before. You know, we did it in Strathmore, we did it in Fission Energy. So it's the third time we've been able to find something nobody else did and able to bring an Asian partner in. We're owned by the, the smartest people in, the, in nuclear business, which is CGN. They're the mm -hmm. smartest by far, in my view, yep. because they can build mines, they procure it, they build reactors, they do it all. So nobody else does that anymore. So they are very bright, they've chosen us. Um, and I think we're unique in that our deposit is one of a kind. It's a one, once in a lifetime project will come through like this where it's, it's 
big, it's high grade, and 50 meters of surface. It's the only project I know that can be open pit or underground. There's nothing like it. See, it's, a, it's a one-off. It's not, my, our technical team found it, and so it's, it's a one-off, unique situation. Brilliant. I yeah. think that's it. Dev, lovely Thanks. to see you as always. Thank you. Next time we are, we're in London, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll um, have a pint instead. Have a pint. How about that, right? <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you very much for watching our video. We do aim to give you informed and intelligent information with which to make your investment decisions. So if you liked what you just saw, please give us a thumbs up. And if you want to see more insightful, in-depth, honest and unbiased interviews, then please click the subscribe button. So thanks again for watching and we look forward to seeing you again soon.